0: Welcome to the show Dave. Are here
1: what up this guy's Chad and Chandler's back
2: as well how are we doing Dave
0: we're doing pretty darn good uh, another good episode of Dynamite uh definitely didn't let me down I top to bottom uh they had to fit a lot in uh kept my my attention and it really flew by a uh, lot of story progression, too. Uh, how do you two feel about it?
2: Lots of good matches, I would say. Um, a lot of talent were performing well. Like, like specifically, I really liked Tony Storm's performance, even though she wasn't wrestling. Um, the main event was stellar. Uh, and then Mark Briscoe and Jay White always are fun together. And then, of course, there was one terrible segment. But I love terrible as much as I love good. So, of course, this is one of the best episodes of Dynamite I've ever seen. What do you think, Chad?
1: Yeah, I loved it. Um, it passed the phone test, which I only pulled out my phone during that one segment. Uh, but, yeah, these uh, these ones that have the six matches in them, they just fly by. It's just bang, bang, bang. Uh, Could have used maybe a little redistribution of that time in that one annoying segment to maybe... Get a little more story story progression out of it. It's the one thing I kind of miss about the WWE a little when I watched that was uh, definitely more more storylines, more progression, more than just like the A story. So, but I mean the matches as always are just mind blowing. So, all in all, uh, good good show, uh, Dave. How how did the show start?
0: Well, we. Uh we're privileged enough to get Samoa Joe uh, coming out right off the bat he says Texans my name is Samoa Joe I have come here tonight looking for answers not a long time ago I made a promise to one MJF that I would keep him whole until world's end where I would dismantle him personally and become your rightful AEW world champion. But last week, I was made into a liar. Uh, Then he goes on to accuse Adam Page of taking out MJF uh, because of the uh, specific brand of beer uh, shattered over MJF. And he noticed a lingering scent of Stetson and disappointment. Uh, Yeah, he searched high and low, but the hangman was missing. Uh, Adam Page comes out uh, looking pretty, uh, pretty mad. Uh, He wanted Samoa Joe to just come out and accuse him. Uh, Joe said, uh, he's not there to play who done it. He already made up his mind, and he's the executioner. Uh, out comes Roderick Strong with Samoa, uh, Samoa Joe. <laughs> Samoa. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he tells uh, Samoa Joe to listen, listen to Hangman. Uh, he reminds everyone everyone that hangman was his young boy in ring of honor um says mjf is the devil and uh, adam page ends up attacking Rodrick strong uh, roddy gets out of the ring comes back attacks hangman and the match starts um Kind of cool, they uh have history from Ring of Honor, uh, working together for a long time. They teamed together and they were against each other. Um, mm. we get Hangman chopping Roderick Strong, uh, with his shirt pulled over his head. Uh, crowd definitely into uh, Roderick Strong. We got the neck, neck, strong chance going on. Uh, Roderick Strong gives Adam Page a backbreaker for a two-count, then uh, drives his knees into Adam Page's back over and over. Uh, Man, Roderick Strong looks great. I'll tell you what. Uh, Roderick Strong does a backbreaker to Adam Page on the top turnbuckle. We get a real nice pop-up powerbomb to Roderick Strong for a two-count. Hangman stares down a sign in the crowd. I don't know if you two noticed that uh, with a swerve on it. It said, uh, he who hung the uh, the hangman. And, uh, yeah, really cool-looking sign. Uh, Roderick Strong does a tiger driver to Hangman uh, and then directly into a Boston Crab also known as the Stronghold. Uh, The Kingdom try to get involved, but Hangman does a moonsault on them both on the outside. Uh, Hangman goes for a Buckshot Lariat, but Roderick Strong goes for the Stronghold again. But then Hangman rolls up Roddy for a two count. Uh, Then we end up getting a uh, Deadeye to Roderick Strong from Hangman for the win. Uh, I feel like it ended a little abrupt. Uh, I don't know. I kind of got that feeling. Uh, But nonetheless, I'm a big Roderick Strong fan now. I've been into Adam Page from day one of AEW. Uh, Nothing but uh, good things to say for me about this match. Uh, How about you, Chandler?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, this whole kind of opening was pretty entertaining. Uh, I literally had in my note, it's been 20 seconds and there's Samoa Joe on my screen. You could start this off in a worse way, but the whole opening promo was great. And then Roderick Strong came out and he started explaining why MJF is the devil. And not going to lie, every time someone brings up MJF being the devil, my brain kind of turns off because I'm like, there's no way. That's a stupid like Vince is the higher power kind of dumb angle. But the way Roderick was laying everything out, I was just kind of like, huh, you know what? And it, it's one of those words, like, if this is just a red herring, that's cool. I'm fine with that. Um, and then the match, of course, was stellar. Uh, seeing Heyman Page and Roddy Strong, not a match I've ever seen before, but it was really good. Uh, but, but what did I have in my notes? There was next strong chance, so that's getting over. How long until Roderick's is a baby face? And then they were chopping each other like crazy. Those were so loud and like the crowd was a very oohy crowd today where they weren't like cheering or like going crazy. They were just like ooh the whole time. So I I enjoyed it. Um and then hangman winning was always kind of like what I thought was gonna happen, but it wasn't bad. Uh what did you think, Chad?
1: Oh yeah, um, I found them getting from the from the the promo into the match kind of felt a little clunky. Uh, usually, I kind of like how they do that transition, but it just kind of felt off to me. Uh, but the match itself was good, not great. I feel like they had maybe a little bit of uh, chemistry um, issues. Uh, just, uh, I, I I think maybe with some more reps, those two could just have a banger maybe they're holding some stuff back maybe they'll run it back at the pay-per-view or something um but all in all it was just it was a good way to you know get engaged and get into the opener but uh yeah like it, i think it, it could have been better and who knows maybe they like i said they're just holding it holding stuff back uh i don't know what do you think about it dave
0: i'm totally into it uh every time i see Roderick strong wrestle now i become a bigger fan uh the backbreaker king man he's you know aggressive uh violent uh and he can play mind games apparently too which uh you can uh you know can't go wrong there uh yeah hangman also he's a lot of people might say he's the main character of aew uh in a lot of ways especially back maybe a year or two ago uh but yeah loved it absolutely loved it
2: hagman has been aw- i mean he was um, awesome in the swerve feud but he's been awesome especially since that full gear match like every time we've seen him it's felt important and he's not here to mess around and have fun or you know do stuff with the elite which i know is kind of like not around anymore but it doesn't feel like it's elite nonsense it's i'm here to get some stuff done which i like that a lot yeah
1: yeah this iteration of him is with just the black clothes and the wet slicked back hair uh it feels like a new chapter for him like or i don't an evolution from millennial cowboy to whatever kind of badass he just turned into because yeah that's kind of uh very interesting to me. I'm interested to see uh how it plays out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, time will tell. Um but yeah, we'll uh see a little bit more hangman later on. Uh, but next we've got a Continental Classic Blue League match. Uh one I was definitely looking forward to. Uh they kind of Added it late, right? Am I correct?
2: Yeah, I had no idea about this until the show, so I'm not saying they didn't announce it beforehand, but they didn't announce it on Collision.
0: I think they announced it on Twitter the day of probably, but yeah, uh, wow, I'm glad they did. Uh, we got Brody King, uh, with a total of six points versus Andrade, uh, with Six points also. Uh, C.J. Perry came out with, uh, or Andrade came out with C.J. Perry uh, wearing a skin-tight black jumpsuit. Uh, That's all I'll say about that. Uh, (laughs) Andrade, uh, he's been doing this thing where he just gets in a brutal headlock from the get-go he did this with um who did he wrestle last in the classic brian danielson uh, danielson he got him in that headlock and had it on for like a minute maybe two and uh he did the same thing i really liked that got it locked in a lot of pressure on the head uh Birdie King did a back body drop to Andrade, but he held on to the headlock. Uh, Eventually, uh, they get up and they chop the living crap out of each other. Uh, Just sweat flying, meat slapping uh, loud. Uh, Really got the crowd fired up. We got Andrade cross-spotting Brody Leaf. For a one count, Brody Lee rolled out of the ring, but Andrade does a salt off the middle turnbuckle on the outside onto Brody King. Freaking work of art. Uh, Brody King chops Andrade off the top rope uh, onto the outside. More very loud chops. Uh, Brody King. Did I say Brody Lee at one point? I think so. I think yeah. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Rest in uh, peace, sir. Brody of- King. Yep. RIP. Uh Brody King goes for a cannonball, but Andrade drop kicks Brody King's, uh King's leg as he's charging. Uh Andrade gives Brody King two dragon screws. Uh, and then Andrade flexes and he did put on a lot of muscle. Uh, He's huge. I'd like to actually go back. Yeah, I'd like to go back and kind of maybe watch a match or two, like from each little era up until now, like when he was a high flying luchador. I want to watch NXT mm-hmm. and the progression.
2: Even NXT, he wasn't that yoked. So this is probably in that off time between when he first came in AEW and he had that little fight with Guevara and then collision. So it's in between all this that he got swole, but he looks fabulous. I never thought I'd be this into Andrade like back in WWE because I didn't know him from NXT, but looks like you want to throw in something, Chad.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, if you're going to go back and watch a match from NXT, him versus Johnny Gargano, holy crap. Wasn't
2: that, now I know Dave Meltzer's ratings don't matter, but that was like the first five-star match in WWE since like 2011. And it was like 2018. So ended a big drought for them.
1: Oh yeah. Not surprising. That's, I mean, that was right around the time where they are just having banger after banger on NXT. Like uh, a lot of them involved Gargano too. him has him and uh, doing the DIY thing. They had that credible one with, uh, uh, FTR, uh, yeah, lots of lots of good lots of good stuff to mine, but definitely if you're going back, I recommend that one.
0: Cool. I'll remember that. Um after that we get Andrade uh body slams Brody King and does a split-legged moon assault for a two count. Uh crowd got fired up again. Big Lariat to Andrade from Brody King for a two count. Then Brody King connects with uh, his cannonball in the corner, finally, for two. Uh, More loud chopping, sweat flying. Uh, We get a back elbow to Brody King, but Andrade doesn't cover him. He goes to the turnbuckle, and both men struggle to gain control, and Andrade... Uh, drives Brody's head into the exposed turnbuckle cable. Uh, uh, comes down, does the El Idolo for the win. Uh, playing a little dirty, kind of. Uh, he, you know, with Danielson, he uh, also played a little dirty with that, with that eye gouging and all that shenanigans. So. I don't know how much uh, effort they're putting in his character if he's about to leave, but yeah. He's doing whatever
2: it takes to win, which I kind of like Moxley too, so I kind of like that. Um, I really liked this match. I think like right after I watched it, I was like, why would Andrade win this? And now that I'm kind of thinking about this, I'm like, this entire tournament isn't just about the winner. It's about who the winner beats on their way. So I think Andrade isn't going to make it to the sem or the finals at world's end, but I think he'll be that really nice final boss for the blue league. Like it's going to be Andrade and Kingston on his comeback tour, or Danielson overcoming his injuries or King trying to come back and be a monster. So that's what I think they're going with. I don't think Andrade's going to win it all. So after that, and a plus it was a pretty unique way. I've never seen a, ddt onto the cable of it and then him get the win and my gosh i mean like i said the chops with the roddy match were great the chops in this match were great too just a lot of good chops all around i had this like thought this intrusive thought that i kind of just would like wish they did to like slightly tweak the cc overall so i wanted to like see what you guys thought so during the match they mentioned something called the royal rampage i don't know what that is i assume it was a battle royale um but what they should have done is they should have done like uh qualification matches to get into the continental classic because that would have been a whole month of tv and you could have been like all right we're gonna have a whole tournament on ring of honor and one ring of honor person's getting into the cc and that's ring of Honor tv for a month you could do we're gonna have a battle royal on rampage it's gonna be the overlooked people. And maybe that's how Garcia would get in. And then you just have like, this is going to be a qualification match, qualification match, qualification match. Like those stuff are cool. Like qualification matches, sorry, I'm going to bring up WWE to get into the rumble or money in the bank are good because they add drama into it. They've put in work to get there. Whereas with this, we found out two thirds of the participants on the day of, so I hopefully next year, they plan it out a little bit more. And they're like, okay, we know it's getting to October. Maybe we have a few qualifying matches. But that all aside, great match. And I'm actually really glad Andrade won. What do you think, Chad?
1: Yeah. So going into this tournament, I thought that uh, uh, Andrade would kind of occupy a similar space to as uh, Briscoe, which is, you know, the really good hand that... Uh, it's probably gonna win a couple of matches and, you know, be a challenge. I did not see him beating Brody King. That was a surprise. Uh, very good one. Uh, I'm kind of becoming a blue league Stan, uh, just cause I think the, the stories and how it's playing out is like super interesting. Um, uh, man, uh, Andrade did this, like fake the pump kick and then went into the Spanish, his spinning back fist. Wow. That was just beautiful. Uh I'm sorry, uh Jericho, but I think you need to retire your finisher. Uh these two people do that move way better. One of them's a young Jackson. buck. Yeah. <laughs> One of them's a buck. Yeah, yeah. Actually, three now. Kingston too. Kingston's was pretty sweet, too. Kingston's
2: look, whatever I see, it, I'm always like, oh, that's a mean blow. Like, I don't yeah. want to take that. Where, with Jericho, it's like, meh, I'm a I'm gonna glaze you
1: yeah uh but yeah no it's wow um, uh, yeah that 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 win took me out of left field i was just like oh yeah yeah like he's gonna kick out then he like brody king's gonna oh no he lost damn one
2: what? thing i kind of wanted to bring up and like this isn't me being negative i just like something i remembered and wanted to know what you guys thought when Andrade was first announced for it, it was announced that like CJ Perry got him into it and he was mad, and then CJ whispered something into his ear and that made him do it. So now he's doing so well. So now I'm like a little intrigued like why is someone who didn't want to do this tournament in the first place doing so well? Like what did she whisper into his ear? Please don't forget about that Todi Khan. Please. <laughs> I want to know. Oh, I,
0: I forgot about
2: that. But like <laughs> don't like I, i'm not nitpicking here i it's, it is a genuine question like what changed what did she say and i hope we get to know
0: Ooh, good point hmm. yeah true um but yeah after that we get renee Paquette backstage with the von erics uh good to see them in aew Oh Chandler, okay. That was okay. a
2: letdown. I don't that's not about the Von Eriks. That was about the segment. I we were talking too much about it. We were hyped up too much, but what, what did what happened? What happened?
0: Okay. Uh you know, they're glad to be there. Blah blah blah. Orange Cassidy walks up. Uh he asks them to team up with him on rampage. Uh Dan Danhausen and uh Trent are kind of like, oh, we're right here, man. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're going uh, gonna to team up on rampage. Uh, yeah. What do you think about it? Chandler?
2: We were talking about Christian coming out and just staring at them. And we would have, we would have had content for weeks, but this is just, Oh, Hey, we're going to be on rampage. Like is OC just the king of rampage now? Is that what it is? So, I don't know. It's just I think we just got ourselves too hyped up for it. But it wasn't bad. It was just like, oh hey, we're the Von Ericks. Oh hey, we're gonna team up with them. And then I did like how Orange Cassidy was like, but it's Texas. And then Dan House and Trent were like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like we get it, we get it. So it wasn't bad. It was just not what I wanted.
1: Yeah, I was hoping. <laughs> I mean- get them a little more featured and now i have to w- try to watch rampage uh, I well, probably won't. have you heard about the main event of this week's rampage no
2: so it's the top flight and action andretta versus uh... penta commander of vikingo and apparently it's quote quote insane main event and had multiple standing ovations and this is awesome and holy poo and all those crazy chants. So apparently, it's an all timer match to watch. So, oh boy, yeah. I got to try to cram that into my week. Supposedly, supposedly.
0: I mean, I can believe that. I can totally believe it. Uh, yeah, like what they, what that group of people do, is an art. Uh, they're there to perform and make the crowd do what you say they did uh yeah cool i'll have to check that out uh remember chad the days when like you'd hear about like an main event on dark was like that <laughs> we're like all right yeah we gotta check it out <laughs> uh cool uh, but yeah after that uh we get a Jericho and Kenny segment. Best
2: of the year. Best promos in Suffering Suck attached. What do I tell you? What do I tell
0: you? Yeah. Okay. We get Jericho and Kenny come out to the ring. Jericho calls out Ricky and Big Bill. Uh, they ask. Kenny Omega, if he trusts Jericho, Kenny says, "Of course, he doesn't trust Jericho." Uh, Jericho, or Kenny, brings up the firm and uh, says, "No one remembers it." Uh, calls them flaccid and soft. Um, Kenny challenge challenges them for World's End uh accidentally says Winnipeg Jets instead of Golden Jets uh Ricky reminds Chris that he beat him twice Jericho tries to come up with clever nicknames for their tag team oh daddy uh oh my god the names were so bad Big Billy Starks. What? Oh. You don't think
2: they're going to come out as Big Billy Starks next week?
0: Yeah. Uh Jericho calls Ricky a better dressed less charismatic Enzo Amore. This is where things devolved. Uh <laughs> um even Ricky Starks had to kind of like pull it back together at that point. Uh, He came back with a fiery, real promo, a good comeback. So much better than what we just heard from the old Winnipeg guys. Chad, sorry, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Kenny and Jericho's part of this was bad. Uh, Please no more. Let them lose. Get them out of here. I need the the Winnipeg Jets. I need the Golden
2: Jets. Are going to win the titles. So what are you talking about, Crust Jericho? I mean Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. They'll win.
0: Did you say crust?
2: Yeah, because that's what Kenny said. He was like, "I wouldn't crust. I I wouldn't trust." Like, I. Jericho. I was writing this down. I have like half a page about this in my notes. I was eating this shit up so much. The fact that he was like. I don't trust Jericho. Why don't? Why do you team with him? Like, what? That makes no sense. And then Jericho is like, "You call me a clout vampire? If I were a clout vampire, I'd latch my wagon on someone with more cred than you, Ricky Starks." And I was like, "That's what you're
0: doing right
2: now." He
0: he said, "I would suck my fangs into someone."
2: That doesn't even make sense. But it, but anyways, he was saying he would pick someone more big, like bigger than Ricky Starks. And he did. That's why he's with Kenny Omega right now. So I was just like, why would you say that? So I broke down, like, sometimes scripts are good. Like, I hate being the guy who's coming in here and saying Vince McMahon was right sometimes. But guess what? He's right sometimes because... You can't just have these guys go out there and call it from the hip because you get segments like that. And then when he was like, big Billy Starks, and I was like, so Billy Starks is a joke now? I'm, she's probably going to main event the Ring of Honor pay-per-view and your half of your main event is a joke and a bad one at that. And I loved it. I loved it. And then, so Kenny, um, Kenny referenced Enzo and Cass from WWE. And then Jericho referenced oh, yeah. it like two minutes later. So it's like, why are you both doing the same references? Oh, am I, like, yeah. and so I, I was trying to be like kind to this. And I was like, where is this? Like, maybe I'm being baited here. Maybe Chris is going to turn on Kenny. Then I was like, well, I don't want a Kenny Chris feud. I think the only way, the only way you could get out of this with me liking it is you have Kenny like in the match with the, for the tag titles. Kenny just turns on Chris and, like, kills him. Like, like makes it uncomfortable. Like, not only like kills him, but, like, in kayfabe injures him and sends him away for a while, and we get new evil Kenny. Like, something like that. I don't know. Like, I'm just spitballing here, because I think it's just going to be Chris Jericho pins Ricky Starks for the title, and I don't really want
1: that. What do you think, Chad? Uh, okay, so you've got Kenny by God Omega. Chris freaking Jericho, Ricky, even Bill. All dudes have been amazing on the mic recently. And this is what we got. Like, you guys are trying to talk me into spending $50 for a pay-per-view that I should want to watch. I don't give a shit about this. Uh, Sorry. Just the Bucks should have beat them. They should have disbanded. They they originally, their mission statement was, we're here for Callus, we're not here for the titles, and then we're going to go our separate ways. And now here we are a couple months later. But they just
2: teamed so well together. Didn't you feel the chemistry when they were talking over each other awkwardly? And then, how about Kenny Omega's end, where he was like, adieu, adieu, wah, 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 bang, 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 bang. And then he stopped for like 10 seconds like, okay, you can play the music. And then that music starts and Jericho's like, and we're all on December 30th, oh make like, sure. I know you guys are bad, but I love garbage as much as I love good shit stuff. So I love this so much. Like but
1: we also we wouldn't have gotten Kenny the Kenny's dance though. That dance was dope.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't I didn't even notice. <laughs> I gotta go back and watch that.
2: So you guys want to know oh. the two main theories into why Kenny Omega was like that on Dynamite? Hit me. Hit me. Yeah, he was—he's disinterested, or he was high. So those are your two big theories. I could have been both.
0: He was straight edge, though. People
2: were obviously joking about that one, but it's like he seemed fucking ba- flipping baked. Yeah. yeah uh yeah, 34 minutes in maybe i think i don't know if you want to bleep that but so i like our co-host today right Who they're yeah. they're a better tag team than the winnipeg i mean golden jets
1: if you besmirch winnipeg one more time i yeah. have nothing wrong with winnipeg yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. i just wish See, the
1: bad. i'm from winnipeg and i actually besmirch it all the time <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I can't wait for next week. I can't wait for next week.
0: Uh, But yeah, everyone out there in YouTube world, uh, give us a comment. How did you feel about the Kenny Omega Chris Jericho uh, shenanigans promo? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they uh, need to end that and... You know, you know, I got dogs growling. Uh, uh, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're playing. They're mad about us besmirching the Golden
2: Jets. Those are the two biggest Golden Jet fans are. out there.
0: They are. They they've been to Canada so many times. You know what? I will I, say,
2: uh, it le- I loved, like, unironically loved the next segment. So, what happened next?
0: all right uh next up we were absolutely privileged to get timeless tony storm on commentary for the ruby soho and rio match uh yeah absolutely great to have her uh not bad to have uh mariah may involved also uh poor luther uh a little bit of the gout going on poor guy um but yeah it was good to see riho uh AEW's first women's world champion uh we get riho stomping ruby in the corner but ruby uh let's see just got in position uh we got the Saito suplex to Riho. Tony, <laughs> Tony Storm close-ups were too good. Her awkward, funny, black and white... Like, what? Uh, yeah, she's, she's uh, taking it to a new level now. Uh, funny AF. Uh, we get a really nice crucifix bomb to Ruby Soho for a two count. Then we get Ruby hitting no future for a two count. Uh, Riho ends up pulling off a Northern Light suplex uh, for two, then a Dragon suplex. And Riho wins with the double knees to Ruby's face. Uh, Pretty uh, quick match. Uh, Definitely not a uh, banger. Uh, In my mind, but yeah, uh, riho really packs the punch for being uh, so tiny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for Ruby Soho. She just doesn't win.
2: She doesn't rampage.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. All well, right.
2: I, I'm sure she's got to win something. I saw her record. It was like. 30 and something and like 30 something to 30 something so she's won a lot just not on dynamite or anywhere we see yeah
0: okay yeah um yeah mediocre match uh tony storm actually made it uh so much better
2: (laughs) yeah i was uh, this was my first reho match so i wanted to watch it and be like oh what's she about and then I just started writing down Tony Storm's commentary because I thought it was so funny. And then as they went to picture-in-picture, picture, they were like, ah, we're not rolling. Let's mess around. And so Taz and her were just, like, chit-chatting. And there was a bit where, like, Ruby was on top of uh, Reho and was, like, punching her. And then Tony just goes, round and pound. Kudos to the wrestling. Look at the wrestling. And then Taz is like, Tony, if I may, could you please give me a read on this? And she went, oh, of course. And then she just went, like, it's sting. And then the Taz was like, wow, you've already got Tony out of a job. Like it was so good. And then I loved how she, like they went back to the show and she just went, Mr. Khan, I'm ready for my close-up. And then it just panned in on her and zoomed. I was like, I like, what are they doing? I didn't know they could do this. So I again and then like for the match itself, um, it was fine. I feel like every time i've seen a ruby soho match it's been pretty bad and this was the first time where i was like you know what it wasn't bad so i think i have a bit of a better feeling than most but i also get it was only eight minutes most of it was during the commercial break but i wasn't really watching the match during the commercial break i was laughing and writing notes about the commentary so tony storm and taz really saved this match for what it was and i am looking forward to the match what did you think chad
1: it's nice to see reho back i like the change up in gear she definitely looks a little more serious now um yeah. i i uh, wrote re- i just wrote wrote down about reho tiny but fierce yeah quote from one of my favorite books um yeah it was just like you said the, the it, it was good but uh definitely uh uh, Tony there and commentary and the good vibes from all that was definitely kind of what uh, held held the whole whole segment together. Uh,
0: Dave, what do you think? How about how uh, Tony Storm swore up and down that it wasn't Ruby Soho was because she didn't hair? have green hair.
2: Yeah, that was what I first wrote down. I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. She's like, well, that's not Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho has green hair, and like. Tony Giovanni was like, well, people can change their hair colors. And she was like, No, 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 no. So, like, no, 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 no. I, I get that some people want more serious stuff, and this is borderline goofy sometimes, but I think they're just like playing it straight, and Tony Storm is delivering it so well. I can't help but love this. I can't help it.
0: Yeah. Real good stuff. Um (laughs) After that, we get a Wardlow video package. He says, since my return, I've been preparing for war physically, mentally, and emotionally. Uh, I left a path of pure mayhem behind me. Uh, He said he's destroying every single person in his way. Uh, like the Archangel Michael, he will bring the devil to his knees. MJF, your world is coming to an end. Um, uh, Yeah, totally part of the Devil Dumpling Gang. A uh, little later on in the show, I definitely picked him out of uh some type of ruckus we'll get to. Uh,
2: I did write down, yeah. like, what Uh, are we doing here because i am on the train that mjf is injured so he needs to lose his belt as soon as possible but i i I don't think that's gonna happen because if anything they've added another person to the title picture with hangman so i don't know this is one where like i feel like it's getting a little shaky but we'll see
1: let it play out. Um, Chandler's favorite line. Let it play.
2: I, I've been let doing play that play. since April of this year. I'll be doing it for the rest of my life. Just keep letting it play out.
0: True. Yeah. Um, cool, cool. After that, we get a, another Continental Classic match. Uh, it was cool having a blue league match, uh, with the Brody King Andrade match on Dynamite. Now we're back to the old uh, gold league, uh, Roosh with six points versus Jay Lethal with Nada. Uh, yeah, I think you all know how I feel about Roosh. Big fan. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, up and coming, future main eventers. On television right now uh, both men started off really strong uh, love the cartwheel evading and and the little cartwheel stuff Jay Lethal does uh, we get a Fargo strut from Jay Lethal we get Rouge slamming Jay Lethal in the barricades on the outside we get Some really loud chops to Jay Lethal, uh, back and forth. Uh, We get the patented uh, fake kick, uh, or fake the bull's horns, kick in the face, and then the pose in the ring from Roosh. Then we get a lethal combination. Uh, Jay Lethal goes for the figure four, but Roosh rolls him up uh, with an inside cradle. Then we got Jay Lethal going for a lethal injection, but Rouge gets him in a sleeper hold uh, slash chokehold. Uh, lethal ends up tapping. Uh, man, he looked dejected when he got up to the ramp. Uh, I think we might get a, uh, a face turn out of this uh, tournament for Jay lethal at this point from that and uh yeah g- good match uh roosh definitely i think was meant to win that match uh it went how it should uh how do you feel about it chad
1: oh yeah like roosh is amazing you know lethal's there is the pin eater uh i don't know yeah uh, is it gonna come down to uh very last match for lethal and briscoe the zero zero tie to see uh who who picks up some points yeah uh,
2: they I, uh they discussed all of the matches for not only collision but dynamite too so that next week is briscoe lethal so okay. it'll be who can get any points on the board
1: yeah no it, it was cool that uh roosh used the sleeper because that's what he lost to against mox so i don't know if that was a shout out or a sign of things to come but uh yeah, no, it was good. Um, like you say, it's cool. Great to see Roosh just get more of that spotlight. Uh, yeah, is Lethal going to uh, separate from Ain't He Great to Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and the, and the weirdos?
0: He kind of like, mean. they went to pat him on the back, and he kind of, you know, pulled away a little. Yeah, man. That's gonna, what I'm feeling. He gonna he get
1: some black machismo.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Is that oh, an old gimmick? Yeah. Is that an Ooh, old gimmick? Yeah. yeah was oh,
0: he did the macho man better than the macho man.
2: Interesting. Yeah,
0: TNA. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah. Please uh, YouTube some of that when you get it, when you get a chance.
1: That's funny. Uh,
0: that was when I, Hulk Hogan was in TNA. And he's done interviews where he's like, yeah, it was like being in the room with him, brother. Like, yeah, he's so good
2: that is yeah, so funny
0: so and then you know about the woo off right
2: i do i know that he was like rick flair light for a bit i know and i've seen it where rick flair's like all red in the face like it's i don't find it that funny but it, it's like funny to laugh at it's like it's just different time different time i
1: want to say chris, he, he does a interview with chris van fleet where he uh Describes what led up to that moment, and that story is actually makes the woo off way more funny. I'll have to find that because yeah, he talks about you know he loves doing those Didn't impressions, and uh, he used to do a Ric Flair impression, and they all ended up at the, like the same get together, and then somebody's like, "Dude, come over here, do the thing, like for Ric Flair." So he does his Ric Flair impression for rick Flair, and then whenever they ran into each other, Flair would always be like, "Hey, hey, get over here, do the thing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that sort of that's kind of how it eventually snowballed into him doing the thing on TV. But so, yeah, if you ever look that story up, it's uh, pretty funny. Interesting. Yeah. Now
2: yeah. I I liked this match. I think it was the shortest of the Continental Classic so far. It was only like five minutes, but it was my favorite Jay Lethal match so far. I thought he looked good and. I mean there's a point to this someone's got to take the pins so at least if Jay Lethal's gonna have a face turn and maybe go on to pick some wins and maybe get a ring of honor title like i'm not gonna watch it but good for him he's gonna change up his character for a bit and it's i like that where the tournament is kind of changing everyone not just moxley and swerve and danielson and andrade and the top four people in the show it's like actually affecting everyone which i think is really neat
1: cool They did.
2: uh Do you guys want to know the matches for Collision and Dynamite? Yeah. Okay. The Collision, Andrade versus Claudio, so kind of aping off of their confrontation last week. They're going to have a fight. Of course, they have to. Kingston versus Garcia, so Eddie Kingston is just going to get some easy points, probably. And then that leaves Brody King and Brian Danielson. Ooh. after last week that's going to be a, and brody just lost that's going to be a scary match danielson might die and then uh, uh oh. for, for, know, these are the last matches for at least like the blue league and then they'll get to the semis and all that
1: what's his chest gonna look like at the end of that
2: i don't want to know we have um so a lot of these are interesting because a lot of this, it's if this person wins, then it's completely flipped because a lot of people are like, oh, it's just going to be Swerve and Mox, but it could not be. So we have Roosh versus Swerve. If Roosh beats Swerve, he's in the semifinals because he'll be tied in the nine points tiers and he'll have win a win over Swerve. And then there's Lethal versus Briscoe, which is just the two losers try to get points, which is still interesting because that'll probably have briscoe win lethal lose and that'll go on to lethal actually fully splitting from the crew and then mox versus white where if jay white wins mox is out and jay white is in the so i was long thinking like oh it's just gonna be mox and s- swerve and that kind of makes it uninteresting but it could go either way yeah. for any of these four guys so
1: yeah everybody anybody has a good chance that like anybody could play spoiler to it, like swerve or mox so that that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely nothing set in stone yet, which I like. You know, the ambiguity of it all is uh, what makes these tournaments fun. Uh, I'm so happy it's not single elimination. Like, I, I God, I hope they do this every year because this just this has been the most interesting AEW's been in quite some time for me.
2: I think they said they are, so Hell that's yeah. a plus. I hope again things to tweak this i hope next year it's for a world title shot and not for belts
1: yeah and like you said get more get more content out of it do more lead up that was awesome Uh, that was a great idea do some qualifiers a battle royale i get a a tournament to get into the tournament that was cool i know that's like a lot but you could just have like a couple
2: matches on dynamite
1: yeah what what else are you doing it's it's easy content why not Mm -hmm. it's
2: good stories you can just pick 30 names out of a hat for a Royal Rumble, but if you see Cody Rhodes conquer uh, Brock Lesnar to get in, you're more interested in Cody Rhodes getting in. If you see John Moxley overcome Orange Cassidy, who just beat him at the pay-per-view to get into the tournament, that's pretty impressive. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm into it. We need, we need to get uh, Chandler a job as a booker
2: no i got i got it like i'm like vince russo i just tell you guys the good ones i have way more bad ideas
0: i mean we could like start our own little promotion start small like the wrestlers could be like hermit crabs Ooh. uh you know what i mean <laughs> i i just don't think they'll want to do
2: business brother i don't i, don't, I think and they'll that, work
0: themselves into a shoot it might it might not work for them no brother. brother. I'm not dropping
2: my shell to that guy. I don't like the look of him. He doesn't have a tan, brother. <laughs>
0: he doesn't look like a hot dog, brother. Yes, sir.
2: Uh, Speaking of hot dogs, <laughs> this match was hot.
0: What dog, happened next? Dog. Yeah. Uh yeah, we've got a Continental Classic Gold League match. Uh little rematch from uh Portland. Back when uh, we were there live, Jay White versus Mark Briscoe. Yeah, this match was definitely a couple levels better than the match we saw live. Uh, Mark Briscoe looked strong. We got a good uh, real loud dem boys uh, chant uh, due to the uh, recent controversy, I'm sure. Mark Briscoe gives a big boot right off the bat to Jay White. Uh, froggy bow to Jay White, but Jay White rolls out of the ring. Uh, <laughs> Jay White gets tangled up in a bunch of wire, uh, pretty much on purpose to stall a little bit. Uh, Jay White dumps Mark Briscoe over the top rope. Briscoe lands awkwardly on the apron. Uh we get some redneck kung fu, uh, real nice elbow drop on the outside, uh, on the floor from the ring apron on Jay White. Uh, Joe uh, Mark Briscoe hits a razor's edge uh, for a two count. Uh, goes for a J driller. The story of the freaking tournament, man, going for that J driller. Uh, can't do it uh jay white gives him two dragon screws uh jay white hits two sleeper suplexes on mark briscoe uh jay white goes for a blade runner but briscoe reverses for a suplex we get a froggy bow from mark briscoe but jay white puts up his knees Uh, Then we get a Blade Runner to Mark Briscoe for the win. Uh, Really quick, fast-paced match. Uh, Definitely kept me on the edge of my seat. Uh, They have really good chemistry. Uh, Their styles really, really blend well. Uh, Yeah, I really like that rivalry. And I'm so glad... Mark Briscoe, he may not be winning any matches at all, but he's coming out of this looking like a million bucks. Uh, they're creating a star out of him and Jay Lethal, I I feel, uh, without winning a damn match. Garcia, they're not really featuring him a lot on the main two shows, so they're not really benefiting him as much, but yeah. Mark Briscoe. It doesn't matter that he's losing. He uh, he looks great. How do you guys feel?
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I love how he got off to hot hot start. And his just his his moves just look so beautiful and crisp. Uh, I love it when he goes into kung fu mode. That that shit's just great. Especially the sounds he makes while he does it. Uh, and and it's like you said, it's the perfect compliment to Jay White's style because he's just got these. Briscoe has this great offense and then it's like the perfect offense for Jay White to come up with some of his counters because he's such a good counter wrestler. Uh, Yeah, that's, uh, that's another one where I think they could probably mine a few more matches out of it too. Uh, But yeah, no, it was a good quick match and it was, uh, I could probably go back and watch it again. It was really good. What'd you think Chandler?
2: Yeah, I didn't write that many notes for this match because I was just kind of enjoying it, but I feel like, my thoughts is that jay white and mark briscoe are really good archetypes of wrestler and that's not a bad thing but mark briscoe is your perfect every man i'm gonna do my best and kick your ass and win and unfortunately he hasn't won in the continental classic but it's not he's still coming close in every single one of these he was as close to beating moxley as he was to swerve as he was to white as he was to roosh so and those are all four top guys or up and coming top guys, whatever you want to look at it. So I think he's looked great in this. And then Jay White's your typical conniving heel, but he's so damn good at it. So I, I've come away from this loving both of these two guys even more. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I kind of hope Jay White sneaks out a spoiler in the next week. I hope he beats Mox. Who knows? But I think they're going to keep up that. Spoilers: mock story of winning all five matches because I think he's going to be the same thing as Andrade for the gold league but we'll get to that with the next match and then I guess if I had to have anything about that match um I really liked why it's like so small white slipping out of the jade roller, like Claudio getting out of Kingston's power bombs like he's like I know this will beat me if I get into this so I'm gonna do everything I can to not just not get into this move so it's simple but
0: I liked it yeah, so Chandler, you uh, definitely came came around on Jay White, huh?
2: Oh, I've been I've been a Jay White apologist since this tournament started. i been I like yeah, I think I said that the feud sucked, and I don't like stories where they take the belt because it reminds mm-hmm. me of the story they did right up to WrestleMania thirty one for the Intercontinental Title belt, and that was so bad because it was comedy or truth stardust which i'm the only human being alive who liked that gimmick while well, it was airing so don't don't take any like it was stardust you had yeah. wacky dean ambrose not john moxley you had daniel bryan who was still good but not really like like he wasn't where he was a year prior and the whole story going into that ladder match at 31 was oh t he people are stealing the belt which you know i just saw them doing that and i was like this is for your world title so as soon as they got past that and jay white's just able to wrestle it's been great i also don't think i like juice robinson so not seeing him has helped jay white a lot but i do miss the guns i'd love to see them again
0: yeah, yeah just playing that, you know,
2: even their little squash matches and promo at the end every time it was like yeah this is fun they're fun heels I liked them. So, I hope they come back somewhat soon.
1: Yeah, I started to grow on the guns around the time they uh kind of buried FTR and had their funeral and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, these guys have some charisma." Which uh I think you should go back and watch that segment. I'd probably be pretty surprised. I think they're uh, a lot more swole now. You know, that, that wasn't that long ago.
0: Yeah. Um cool yeah after this we get a really well put together video package um hyping up fpr and mark briscoe teaming up uh against the bcc at ring of honor uh final battle kind of a weird little thing happening uh why like or whatever
2: a Jay briscoe tribute match yeah. That's, that's kind yeah. of the angle I was getting, because it's FTR and Briscoe, and they're like respected rivals, and they're teaming right. up to go against the BCC, who, I don't know, they're enough of a bad guy to go against, so I'm I'm not going to watch it, but cool, if that's the the uh, Jay White tribute match, let Mark pin Claudio, but I think that's not going to hurt anyone. Right.
1: Yeah, I liked I liked all the footage from the dog collar match in the promo too. That was, that was on heck of a match. Uh
0: cool. Yeah. Well put together package. Uh should be uh cool to figure out who uh who wins that one. Uh Continental Classic Gold League match. Uh main event of the night. Uh Swerve Strickland coming into it. With Come to coming into it with nine points and John Moxley also with nine. Uh wow, definitely a uh we can do a couple of these per episode. A holy shit moment. Uh Swerve was just so nonchalant coming to the ring. Uh didn't look intimidated or worried. Uh, I think that really helped. Uh, we got some really good mat wrestling uh, to start. Uh, both guys looking really talented. Uh, we get uh, Swerve doing a DDT to Moxley. Um, off the corner for two. We get a stalling pile driver to Swerve for a two count. Moxley traps Swerve's leg in the apron and uh, racks them in the balls with the uh, apron skirt. Uh, we get a gotch-style pile driver to swerve uh, for two count. It looked really, really nice. Uh, we get swerve, uh, giving Moxley the old uh, elbow shots, which I thought was uh, pretty cool. Uh, swerve... Uh, Gives Moxley the house call and goes to the swerve stomp, but Moxley throws swerve off the top rope on the outside. Swerve beats the 10 count, gets in the ring. Uh, we get Moxley getting an arm bar onto swerve. Uh, swerve was able to make it to the ropes. Uh, we get a swerve stomp to Moxley. While Moxley was sitting in a chair. uh, Then we get Swerve. uh, Stomp to Moxley in the ring for 2.999. I thought that was it. Uh, And I uh, am very upset to say that Moxley rolled up Swerve for the win. I thought it was BS. Uh, His damn shoulder was up uh but I uh thought about it a little bit it'll make the rematch when they both make it to the finals a hundred times better
2: huh. yeah so not that this is God. this is coming from a, a Cody Rhodes fam so I've been coping for months now months of my life I've been coping but I think that was their intention I I think they're trying to go with, Moxley couldn't beat Swerve clean. He got screwed. And that protects Swerve in a way. Because you could say, oh, why didn't he get out? You could be like, oh, well, he had his shoulder up. He didn't think that he'd get counted. So, and they're leading to this Moxley, I'm going to win by any means. And so I think we're going to get to this finals. And they're just setting up Moxley as like, whoever beats him, maybe Swerve probably will be a star. So, I'll agree with you, Dave. I was really mad in the moment because I really loved this match. I thought it was phenomenal. But okay. that little bit was pretty dumb. But I, at this point, I do think it was intentional. Because I had, like, two minutes straight of Swerve's oh, like, man. I what is this? I just got screwed. Like, he looked like he just got screwed. So, I think that was the point. But the match itself, yeah. it felt big time. Like, not and it, this is where I was like, okay, 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 I, I, I can, can hear you. Okay, I just didn't know. Okay, this is where I was like, This tournament is the best thing AEW has done since I started watching, even with all the nitpicks I have, even all the ways we think we can improve it. They've done such a good job telling these stories. That's why I was like, you know what? If they've been so good up until now, I'm gonna give them a few more weeks to let this play out. I really so, I I, I I'm fine with it for now. But what did you Dude, think, this Dad?
0: Oh, uh, real quick, this stuff is so good. I don't care about MJF or the devil crap. I just don't care. The tournament oh. is that damn good.
2: We're not. We're not done with this episode. We still got to talk <laughs> about some devil crap but yeah Grimey river what did you think chad
1: yeah so um i thought for me um swerve off the back of that amazing match with hangman he thought he was probably gonna come out and out violence mox and i think mox switched it up on him a little too you see like he went he went for like bjj map based stuff um I think he was afraid to go toe to toe with him uh and taz highlighting what mox was doing with like the the jujitsu and the judo and stuff uh, that was just making it for me just like taz just i don't know he gave, brought so much authenticity to that so i i don't know i kind of felt like uh, mox was kind of ducking swerve or at least changing up his thing Uh, But at the end of the day, it was just like, it was a really cool clash of styles. Uh, I think it was very intentional and it was a really cool story of like who could impose their will on the other one. And then at the end, I just, I think Mox didn't think he had it. So he had to switch it up and go for the roll up. Um, And yeah, when I think when we get that rematch, it's going to be a a interesting and different story. Uh, But yeah. What'd you think,
0: Dave? Man uh yeah again really heated in the moment but i took time to think about the big picture you know now that we're doing the podcast you know this new lens we have to look at everything through it i took a little time and the rematch will be so much sweeter uh where swerve will actually uh, get the job done um yeah loved it the whole tournament can't wait for it next year everything about it every participant is gonna leave the tournament elevated in their their own personal way so yeah nothing I, I but think, good things
2: i would say one singular wrestler may not come out of this elevated and it's not their fault. I don't think Claudio is going to change at all. I think he's still going to be Claudio and that's not his fault. I think you just can't dramatically change everyone. That being said, and I've been saying this for a while, still haven't seen the Danielson Claudio match. And no, that might,
1: that's going to be a banger
2: other than Swerve and Mox, That's the match I'm most looking forward to. So, I, um, I keep on putting that are in you there. guys
1: gonna wince as much as i am the second oh, yeah. uh danielson takes takes the uh uppercut to right to the eye
2: okay so let's i i think his last match will be against claudio so that his last two matches are
1: king and claudio
2: Ugh, ugh.
1: yeah <laughs> just his eye just bleeding while he's uh in the big swing just <sighs> Blood squirting. All- <laughs> Never mind. Now I want that. <laughs> I
2: want that so bad.
1: Just Gallagher, the first row there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's enough Continental There's- Classic because they went into Overrun, but not for the draw. What happened next, Dave?
0: Oh, my golly. Okay. We cut to Hangman Page getting jumped by the Devil Dumpling Gang uh he puts up a good fight but they get the best of him uh we find out the devil sitting in the car he gets out he gives them the signal to slam hangman page on the windshield made of real glass climax um, and yeah that was the end of the episode we got clearly wardlow is one of the men gotta be matt taven and mike bennett mike bennett they're clearly two of them i can't identify the fourth goon and the devil is not the same person
2: so i heard a theory today you want to hear it oh yeah yeah it's adam cole and mjf they're doing a scream because there's two killers in scream two devils which i still don't care like any name that's been thrown out i still don't care like
0: you you had chad with scream i know you chad
1: yeah
0: he loves
2: you love that movie i love those movies i've only seen the first one it's pretty good but it's it's probably the only way you could do MJF and Adam Cole and have it be somewhat interesting as the devils, like, oh, they're a super heel tag team. But also, they're both injured guys. I keep on having to say that, which puts all like people are getting into this story, and I get why they're getting into this story, but the main center of it is injured. So, like, what's that gonna look like? I don't wanna see an injured person wrestle. Ooh, spooky but I don't know. So it's a hundred, like I I'm, I'm willing to start betting money that it's Jack Perry. Like it's so it like it was real glass. It was the spot that got CM Punk fired. Like this is it guys. Nice. It's it's yeah. It's Jack Perry, hundred percent Jack Perry.
1: I don't know. Man. I I still just, I want your, your fantasy booking to be true and it be the he elite after that
2: can you omega thing i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, don't, I,
2: I don't know i'm i'm ready for a reveal and if anything they took away a possible name and it's not like anyone thought it was gonna be adam page but it was like oh okay that's like an interesting thought like what if you know it's another name no one thought of and they've only taken adam page out of it So and I also, I mean, I never seriously entertained the elite theory, but it's also not the elite theory because why would they just turn on Adam Page for seemingly no reason and beat him up and throw him through a car?
0: Didn't he abandon them in that trios match? I don't know.
2: I don't know what they think. I don't care. Ah (laughs) I I think I'm with you, Dave. I'm only in it for these classic matches because they're so good. And there's some other good stuff on the show. Like, I'm really into Tony Storm right now, but it is these Continental Classic matches that make me excited for the next Dynamite and Collision and make me want to watch them. I almost watched Rampage for the Garcia and Danielson match, and the only reason I couldn't is because I couldn't log into my account the one time I had time to watch Rampage, so... I mean, you know, this it's making me want to watch shows I've never watched, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're they're definitely on to something with the tournament. They they really needed, you know, something like that to get people involved. Um, yeah, I, I really don't care about anything going on with the tournament right now. And uh Yeah, I think. I I want to be.
1: Sorry. Yeah, I think coming out of this tournament, they definitely need to work on their like storytelling and multiple storylines and such. Because beyond good wrestling, it is actually getting harder to kind of keep my attention on the show. Like, there's just definitely not enough emotional investment or stakes. Because it's it's funny when uh, AEW first came out, I was like, "This wrestling is amazing," and I've almost become numb to it now. Like great wrestling is kind of just what they do. And it takes like Swerve Hangman to really catch my attention now, which is kind of a weird problem to have. It's a good problem to have, but yeah, just give me a little little bit of storyline here from here. Give me. WWE it up a little.
2: I mean, I think that's why I like the Tony Storm stuff so much, because it's such a distinct character that it's it's not taking away from the matches. It's adding something different. I'm not going to watch a five-star match with Tony storm, but I'm going to watch like a four and a quarter, really funny match with Tony storm, which is different and what I would want. So we'll see. We want to get into highs and lows, or is there anything else we want to add about the,
0: the night? You know, I, uh, yeah, I think I've said all I got, uh, overall good episode tournament yay devil boo
1: (laughs) mr chandler what you got
2: okay um i'm gonna say my high point uh i would say the swerve and mox match but as much as i said i'm gonna let it play out i still didn't like the finish but I'm willing to see where it's going, what they do with it, but I wouldn't put that as my low point. Surprisingly, I wouldn't put the Golden Jets as my low point because that's going to be one of my favorite AEW memories from here on out. Uh, for my low point, I think I'll have to go with the Devil Dumpling Gang at the end because, again, all they did was take away a possible a possibility and we still don't know who these guys are. We still don't really know what they want. They're just evil and like mjf so i don't know my high point uh probably tony storm on commentary like that was the (laughs) roderick strong wheelchair moment from collision a couple weeks weeks ago where i was just laughing my ass off the entire time and it like threw me off for the rest of the show because i loved it so much so that's what that would that would be mine cool all
1: right yeah my high, high point uh for me uh, it was the main event, but specifically, uh, Mox kind of switching up his style to get the win. Like, I thought that was kind of interesting, where I think he realized he couldn't just out-violence Swerve, so he kind of actually kind of wrestled, uh, he saw a lot more, like, map-based wrestling and stuff. Uh, I think I think he kind of showed a chink in his armor, and uh, I think he's actually kind of a, a skirt of uh, Swerve. Uh, so I don't, I just, I thought that was kind of just cool storytelling. Maybe I'm reading into it incorrectly, but that's what I took from it. And low point, uh, I'm going with the golden jets promo. Uh, I wasn't angry. I was really disappointed in all of them. I, they could have done better. Kenny and Chris,
2: I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. My, my two boys from Winnipeg, they're <laughs> not representing our hometown very good. And like I said, they're supposed to be selling me tickets to a you know $50 pay-per-view in a couple of weeks. And on the strength of that, I would not be shelling out money for it.
2: The match that I think people most want to see at World's End, but we don't even know the two people in it. Yeah. But it's it's the Continental Classic Final. That's yeah. the match that people don't really care about MJF and Joe. People don't care about the tag team match. And those are only three matches we have so far.
1: Yeah. Pro- probably Riho and Tony. Or is that earlier? Prob-
2: probably yeah. Abaddon and Julia.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to get two matches on a pay per view again?
2: No. I think so. We have two full time women's champions. Why the hell not? Yeah. How about you, Dave? Trios?
0: Let's see.
2: Where have the acclaimed men?
1: Mm-hmm. Glass, uh, Dead. I don't know. Yeah, no
0: glass. You
1: never
2: Maybe know. they're the devil dumpling gang. Maybe they threw themselves through the glass.
1: Scissor me, daddy know. devil. <laughs> now I hate
2: that
0: idea. <laughs> <laughs> Only
2: now do I hate that.
0: <laughs> um, a high point for the night. I think I actually enjoyed uh, Mark Briscoe specifically. Um, I'm really liking between him and Roosh, uh, I love them both. But, yeah, Mark Briscoe, I want him to uh, put a rocket on him and to the moon. I think he could probably hold that TNT title or the Continental? No. International. International title. I think he could uh, rock that pretty well and be believable. Especially now, after like what we talked about, he came close to beating Moxley, Swerve, Rouge. Uh, yeah, definitely a future main eventer. And my low point, um, yeah, I got to give it to uh, uh, Big Billy Starks, <laughs> uh, Jericho, Kenny. Yeah, they. Uh, they didn't really uh, knock it out of the park.
2: <laughs> I hope they have <laughs> a promo episode. that good next week.
0: You could tell. Could you get the feeling that they both knew in the moment how terrible they were doing? I
2: think everyone did. I don't know yeah. how you could be yeah, out there.
0: Everyone the pointed
1: it out after one point. He just stopped and went, Well, that fell flat. And then Kenny Jericho was like, was like
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude.
2: I, yeah. I, bad like I said like I'm fascinated I just I haven't watched back anything we've talked about like not even the full gear death match, which is now one of my favorite matches of all time I want to watch that promo again that was so funny uh I those silly guys those silly guys
0: yeah uh yeah all right another dynamite down the hatch um do we have any tantalizing uh, professional wrestling news that we've come across?
2: There's, it was a couple weeks ago, but there's Okada's free agency in 2024 because um, nothing's been said, but it's been a lot of, he probably won't sign with New Japan. So what are we thinking, boys? WWE or AEW or New Japan or TNA?
0: Um, well, I mean, I feel AEW could be a uh, potential winner due to the fact that there he could probably, you know, wrestle anywhere. He could make that a stipulation in the contract. Uh, WWE would never let him do that. Um,
2: they're being a lot more lenient these days with their part-time uh, deals. Yeah, so with like but they Logan- haven't. Yeah, you could could have him on like a Logan Paul or Brock Lesnar type deal where Lesnar's been gone since SummerSlam. You could do the same thing with Okada.
0: Would they let Logan Paul go to New Japan?
2: They let Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: Yeah, that was that's for the uh, great Muda, right? It was
2: for his retirement tour, but still, that would have never happened in Vince's age. I think Triple H is a a smart businessman. But there are, like, problems with him going to WWE. The biggest one is that he's married to, like, an actual Japanese celebrity. Like, a, I don't know her because I don't know that many Japanese celebrities. But I'm taking people's word for it. She's, like, a big-time Japanese actress. So, and she obviously lives in Japan and needs to stay in Japan for her work. So, that's going to be a big reason why he would maybe stick with AEW. So, he could just come out for couple months at a time work a feud or so and then go back for a bit or come back but i i think it's interesting just in general that he's gonna be a free agent or he might be and where would he go supposedly that's why shinsuke nakamura has been getting a push on raw is because they want to show okada that they can book japanese talent well which is to call his most recent run a push is very generous but if okada's will buy it then hell yeah get him in
0: cool yeah um let's see apparently uh Khan and triple h met with uh warner brother discovery executives yesterday morning uh reported by dave meltzer um yeah some things could be getting weird in the uh you know who opened that door
2: for them right because talks were dead talks were not going
0: anywhere cm punk on raw
2: one bill phil yeah
0: so so,
2: uh i that's big this is like i hope nothing bad happens like this is where the aew tv deals kind of go into jeopardy and i I think i brought it up a little bit ago where it's like oh wwe might be looking to get in on tnt's game or like warner bros like tbs tnt and then if they are AEW cannot like broadcast on those channels because it's in wwe's contract so that's i'd be odd if they got bumped by warner because that's been so like they have two titles named after warner brothers channels what would they do? Would they be the, the Spike Championship and the Destination America Championship?
0: Uh, the FX Championship? The Hulu Champion, The FUBU Championship? <laughs> the
2: Voodoo Championship? I can do this all day. The Amazon BET? Prime? Disney Plus Championship? It's got a little Mickey Mouse on it? That's how you fix A.W. Put more Mickey Mouse in there.
0: Um, but yeah, I'm uh, getting a little nervous about that. I mean, they the deal ends in two weeks.
2: <laughs> well, AW anyway is set to lose like 34 million this year. Like that's a lot
0: to lose. I did so... read that also. So they
1: come to come comes time for the devil reveal. They pull it up the mask off, and it's Shane O'Mac.
0: Ooh. I I would love that
2: in the like what I like I would love the Golden Jets promo and how, why I would love the Shane O'Mac reveal the number the name on that contract for the World End title match does say McMahon but it says Shane McMahon oh. I would I would lose it that would be the best podcast ever
0: yeah. Oh, man. I love Shannon, yeah. man so much.
2: He is the worst wrestler, but he is so hard. He tries so hard to not be bad. Oh, uh,
0: Apparently his son might be becoming uh, part of the uh, TV product, I think I read, too. I think uh, he- he's like a college football player now. Or
2: he looks a lot like yeah. Vince. Um, yeah, I don't I, I remember seeing something about that, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was a bit of an arrogant thing where he was like, I just want to come in, it's my family's product, I just want to come in and start doing shit. So yeah. Um, I don't know how valid that is because now WWE is partly owned by TKO, and TKO sounds like they're gonna do a lot of big changes to WWE. Like they're already cutting back on house shows uh they want to start putting advertisements in the ring like on the mat Ooh. which i'm fair, like uh, i well this is like one of those things where huh maybe vince mcmahon was right vince mcmahon thought the wrestling ring was sacred he didn't want mm-hmm. anything on the mat and he didn't want anything on the ring the most they would do is whenever susan g coleman would come around they would make the rings pink and they may, they might have the little breast cancer logo and the Susan G. Komen logo, but that's different. That's a charity, and there might be issues with that. I'm, not, I don't, I'm not getting into that. But that is, in all fairness, for a good cause. Or they would do it for Connor's Cure, which is not something they did or something they started. But those are all charities. So the fact that we might get to a world where we're seeing more
1: brand integration,
2: I don't want that. I really don't want that, but I think it's just going to be the world we live in.
0: Uh, Unfortunately. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I can't think of any uh, breaking news or interesting tidbits that I have read. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I have one more thing about...
2: Mr. Pepsi Man CM Punk. So we could put him in the thumbnail. We talked about him. Apparently, he's been backstage at NXT a lot. Lately. Yeah, this is interesting. So he's been given I don't in the I don't say this in that, oh, he's scheming. I think this is like good CM Punk. Because you hear about all the young talent who actually liked punk, and they're like, he would take us out to dinner, he'd buy the women coffee, and he'd always want to like give them pointers about matches like. That's the good CM Punk we all hear about. And so far, it seems like he's doing that a lot in NXT. Like, he was at the pay-per-view. He's been at the last two NXT shows, not on screen, but just backstage. So, I i mean, honestly, if someone like CM Punk is just willing to help out the young up-and-coming stars backstage, I think that's really cool. I didn't think he'd do that, but
1: cool. Ooh, that's awesome. Like, apparently he thinks that... uh there could be a future for him when he hangs him up behind the stage and, like, kind of eventually maybe assume Shawn Michaels' role.
2: Could you imagine that? In a world where In CM Punk world. is doing creative for WWE? Like, wrestling isn't real, guys. This is all a simulation. Somewhat <laughs> Like, this isn't real. Hmm.
1: yeah
0: good episode Uh, not a lot of uh crazy news going on but uh yeah fun uh fun episode gentlemen um yeah if you two don't have anything else to add um everyone out there in youtube land like subscribe comment we uh, appreciate your support uh, we're trying to get to that uh, big 100 subscriber. Uh, is that our first benchmark, Chad? Yeah. Uh, 100.
1: I, I, I threw out the challenge. I will uh, get me a bottle of de bomb and torture myself for your viewing pleasure when we hit 100.
0: I won't. But we'll, we'll be watching. We will. Um, and yeah, I will eat. My entire, all five packs of Death Nuts in one handful.
2: Dave, you'll
0: die. I genuinely think you might die. Those no. are bad. I'm not afraid at all.
2: We're going to have a dead man on the podcast. That'll be great for views.
0: It'll,
1: it'll probably be our last show. Well, <laughs> we'll just spit
2: it off into something. Shh, uh, shh,
1: shh. We're just telling Dave that. Oh yeah,
2: that'll yeah, that'll be the last episode of Grapple Sauce. It'll be a big memoriam. We'll we'll send you off, and then never touch it again.
0: No, uh, so yeah, you, you you can put that on the ticker now, Chad. <laughs> I've uh I've I've put my name in the hat. 100 subs boom boom boom
2: I'll come up with something good I don't want to chicken yeah. out so I'll come up with
0: something good yeah 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 um cool yeah good episode I had a lot of fun um yeah we'll be coming at you probably uh let's see Tuesday with our collision review and Yeah. cool all right then everyone out there have a good one and thank you for watching the show bye peace bye bye